Hello, Video Landers. I'm your host, Mr. Gary Mack. Miggity, miggity, Mack. And this, as always, is my sidekick, my best friend, Dr. Diamond Doug. Triple D. That's 3Ds for those of you that are keeping score. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude. You know, in many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language, but you know something? <laughs> That's it's not really our style. We try to keep it... Uh, PG-13? Sure. Maybe. PG-13. Yeah. PG-13. That being said, tonight we'll be talking about Pantheon nomination number four, Miami Connection. Also, spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's movie ruined for you, pause this episode Go watch the movie. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Or you can find it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. High quality streams on both of those. You can come back later and then listen to the episode and enjoy it. You know, but before we get to any of that, Doug, let's chat about Pantheon itself. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Doug, what is Pantheon? What are we even talking about here? Pantheon is a movie that stands the test of time, that it's excellent across the board in acting, directing, screenplay, music, uh, special effects, you name it. It's just... it's Casting. Bar none. Videography. Yeah, you, you name it. It, it, is, it, is, it is something that is excellent. And it might even be something that's within a genre, that it's the best of its kind. Something we're going to actually be talking about tonight and really starting to explore and unpack a little bit about what that means when you're within a given genre. So, uh, last time we were here, we talked about Pink Floyd the Wall. And uh, Doug, how did the uh, how did the votes, the Pantheon votes, how did so they come the out? Pantheon, Pantheon votes came out 3 to 11 to... Uh, they win! Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 they, this is not Pantheon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Pink Floyd the Wall did not get Pantheon. Two council members said yes, and then the Facebook poll said yes. I've got the, you got the numbers right, oh, right there here. on that? So like, it's out of 11 total votes, three, the Facebook poll and two council members said yes, eight said no. That's right. So three out of 11, it's got to make, it's got to get, I think, seven, right? It is, two-thirds majority. Okay, two-thirds majority. Because there's nine members of the council, there's a That's guest six. voter. Guess what? Yeah, yeah. And then there's a Facebook poll. Because all math. told, that's uh, seven. Seven yeah. votes to win. So just kind of uh, in comparison, uh, uh, Boogie Nights. We talked about Boogie Nights. That's right. Uh, you and I ch chatted about Boogie Nights, and we kind of split on it um, about what we said yes or no. But the but the uh, the Pantheon vote came out very close, which which six. was. Yeah, six, six, six yeses. And they needed seven and only got six. Mm, so close. And then we, prior, we talked about Dear Zachary. That's right. Uh, and that, that only got two. Two yes votes from that one, so it, it didn't. Now, but, I just have to say, as far as we're going along, that we've said that no on Dear Zachary, and I think that we called maybe two votes on that around there. Yeah. We we said that it was going to be split. You thought yes. I thought it was might be yes, but I personally thought no. Right. So it was going to be right on the edge. And, and it then was. last time we were chatting, and I know this is a little hedging, that, but I said, for me, my conservative estimate was three. Right. Uh, I thought it might actually be a one. you thought it was going to be a uh, one. Yeah, and I, you were, you obviously were, were on, uh, right on that, nailed it right on the head. Contact was the only one in history that has had, one. I think, one vote. Oh, yeah, yes, that's right. We heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one. But I thought this might have been, you know, uh, a one voter. But, but hey, that's okay. So just uh, also a little perspective. Uh, Nathan, who nominated 
uh, Pink Floyd The Wall. Obviously, it was a yes vote. He nominated it. Uh, his guest voter, I believe, said no. That is correct. But, uh, but there were the Facebook poll and one other who said yes. And you can read the the reviewers, uh, I believe, all or nearly all of the reviewers' uh, write-ups on, on these votes. You can read those on Facebook in the commentary. Uh, I saw that there were many, if not all, of the reviewers' write-ups in the commentary on Facebook talking about the wall. Um, I believe it's under one of the posts for the, the poll. Yep, the poll. Scroll down. They're a little long. You know, they're a little long. Uh, so you got to hit them more and see the rest. But it's it's very interesting to me to read what people... They're not just saying, ah, nah. They, they're writing it up. and They have to write a 500-word response. Right. So they can't just say, um, <clears throat> no, 250 times. Yeah. It's, it's little, they're writing their reasons. And some of those write-ups were very heartfelt. Like, even if they said no. Yeah, for they, example, Rachel's uh, was uh, one that was particularly, uh, it, it was just kind of well thought through. That yes. It may not have been everybody's perspective. Obviously, it was the, the movie didn't get in, but it was it was well conceived, well thought through, and explained in terms of what this meant to her and her mm-hmm. personal connection. Mm-hmm. The um, I was reading through, and uh, I, I thought uh, Cousin Wayne's write-up, uh, that it was interesting. At first, yeah. I was like, well, Brad had showed me what he had written. He obviously had... Um, tempered this because it was a much nicer toned uh, thing and then i realized he was posing for cousin wayne and then i read his right after and ah. it was it was it was duly as jerky as i remember it so brad's you mean yeah no brad's wayne's. yeah brad's no, was. cousin wayne's yeah. was very well tempered and brad's was uh uh a little bit like a spoiled child throwing wait, wait, a temper tantrum let me say we're keeping it PG thirteen, so oh. we're not we're not going to say the words that we no, thought no no brad no gosh no yeah uh, and by the way we love brad He's an amazing guy. We just love uh, kind of sticking our finger in his eye. So, hey, if you like sticking your finger in Brad's eye, you should do that sometimes. All right, cool. All right, so that's what Pantheon is, uh, and we talked about uh, our, our last time. So uh, before we get into it, let's talk about, let's have a little, we'll call it foreplay. It's still PG-13. We'll yeah. call it foreplay here. Sure, sure. What are, uh, what are some of your favorite worst experiences do you mean like movies or just like any like just in general worst experiences let's narrow it down to movies okay because let's narrow it down to movies i was gonna go broad and say like a drinking like drinking malort or like i know like you like sniffing malt vinegar (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't tried this by the way it puts the world's negative elements in perspective to take a deep whiff out of a bottle of malt vinegar and realize nothing is as bad as that yeah yeah. Except Coors Light. Oh, yeah. Coors Light is as bad as that. But yeah. other than that, nothing else uh, is as bad as that. So, yeah, that's what I like. And you uh, occasionally imbibe in Malort, I think, for some of the same reasons. Yeah, that is. It's like when I'm having a bad day, that I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to break out this bottle of wormwood liqueur that's, wormwood. that's like, I think, like distilled by an angry man somewhere in a cave. I think <laughs> one of their commercials is actually something along the lines of Malort, when you want to fight your dad. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Yeah, it's like brewed, like distilled from gypsy tears or something. But they temper it with but, orphan's but I, tears. But I have so. it, yeah, but, I, but I'll take it and I'll go. Oh, yeah. Life is not as bad as what I just drank. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, let's uh, go to favorite. All right, favorite worst movie experience. Yeah, and and uh, just as a sideways shout out to other things on Adventures in Video Land that you and I were part of a conversation that happened uh, a couple months back uh, where we it was talked about in December. Yeah, best worst movie. So it if was. you're listening to this and you want to listen to to us chat about. Uh, like Miami Connection was one of the movies that we chatted about. It was. But then we also chatted about Troll 2 and mm-hmm. The Room. I, oh, I, hello, Mark. Yeah, yeah that's hello. actually not how it's said in the movie. Oh, that's hi. my horrible bad accent. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, <laughs> no, for me, Troll 2 is my jam. I love that. Oh, yeah. The, uh, it, it is amazing. Yeah, and, and I've got up on the ceiling here in the with, cave in the, yeah. in the in the in the lair in the lair i've got my my quote that i put on the board nilbog it's goblin spelled backwards um, <laughs> someday when i'm a big boy i will get to put a quote on the wall too my so like so there, i do have an appreciation for for bad films like they, it, there is a place in life for them full disclosure to our listeners uh, i watched a movie called Ice Tastrophe, you told me. Ice Tastrophe the other day. And I gotta watch that. (laughs) Which I think is also on Amazon Prime. uh, Streaming free on Amazon Prime. And I knew that my friend Dr. Diamond Doug would appreciate it. So I did a little Facebook post and said, I'm watching this movie. Actually, I put that in AV on Facebook. And my friend Dr. Diamond Doug says... Are you trying to seduce me? Are you me? trying to seduce me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. End of the world movie, uh, like the, uh, the the total catastrophe movies. Two thousand. We watched me and two, you. Two thousand. So this is to our listeners that Mister Mister Miggity Miggity Mac and and myself <laughs> went to the theater to watch two thousand and twelve. The the John Cusack vehicle, uh, right there. Oh, so and good. It was so fantastic it was a horror it was dumb oh it's not a good movie it, don't get me no. wrong it's just a good movie it was, it, it, like it, it like it, it hits like every like it hits every single trope that you want to see for a disaster movie including our, including our favorite scene where the the plane is trying to fly away from the the volcanic eruption the cloud is enveloping it it gets enveloped by the crowd and then you the the cloud and then you and i were sitting there in silence Three, and two one. and we went as it flies out of the cloud and it's safe we did it simultaneously with the plane coming out of the cloud it was it was awesome all right so favorite worst movie experiences how about things that we love to hate what are some of the things that you love to hate oh you like like shows that i love to hate sure movies that i love to hate like I can't stand watching medical drama like medical like you 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 love your doctor pimple popper or whatever but that's because watching zits explode is satisfying and i'm not the only one who believes it's true yeah no i i can't i can't do that but for me like any sci-fi movie channels (laughs) uh, sci-fi movie channel movies that Mm. are about like creature features and stuff they're horrible sure yeah but i and 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 i hate them yeah but in a, in a loving love way. To hate I love them. to hate yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. So my wife and I, we watch uh, medical dramas, TV shows and stuff, The Resident and Grey's Anatomy. And you know, we've watched a bunch of those ER back in the day. And while I enjoy watching them with my wife, uh, I wouldn't sit and watch them by myself because I find them frustrating and sappy and too sticky and... And they, they have all the feels in there, but none of the payoff, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't mind something that gives me the feels. That's yeah. okay. But there needs to be a payoff. There needs to be like a, yeah, you know, we want. Everybody dies. Literally everybody dies eventually. Completely 
um, parallel to life. It just sucks. It shouldn't yeah. be like. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, those 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 are some <clears> of the <throat> things that I, I love to hate. All right, let's talk about our movie tonight. It is Miami Connection. Um, a little synopsis. Sure, I, I I've got some. Stuff Go for, for it. You. So uh, Miami Connection. It's rated R. Uh, that it's in the genre of action crime thriller directed by Richard Wusang, Richard Park, uh, and then also the last scene by Y.K. Kim, also written by these uh, gentlemen. Uh, It came out in theaters. It it was filmed in uh, 1987, came out in theaters in uh, in August 26, 1988. All right. And then... How'd it do? Horrible. Oh. Horrible. Not well received. Hold that thought. Uh, well, I mean, I can jump ahead. Like, one of the things that I talk about is receipts. I can't tell you about that because it's not recorded anywhere. Right. Like, like we don't know how much money it made we, or butts yeah, in seats or we, any of that we, stuff. We, we can't do any of that because we don't know. Um, but it was redistributed by Alamo Drafthouse. And this is one because. of the... Because? one of the guys was looking at, like, like uh, surfing eBay late at night and came across this movie that was la- labeled as Miami Connection with something about like ninja bikers and, and selling and not cocaine. like a VHS tape, but like yeah, but, no, the thirty-five millimeter. Yeah, but like the thirty-five millimeter uh, of it, like it, yeah, like like an original copy of the movie. Yeah, bought cut. it for fifty dollars and then then did a filming of it and and and, and people went nuts over it yeah. because like it was about the right time for. For, uh, for people to discover a new cult classic. Sure. You know, we had the room, we had Troll 2 out, we had the room out, uh, and Elmo Drafthouse does these types of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the 80s are popular anyway. I mean, they've come back twice now in, in like, you know, uh, uh, it, within our culture as like something that people are into. And so, you know, if it hits just the right time, and we'll get into, you know, why the 80s and Miami Connection is even a thing. So, yeah, so anyway, the 83-minute uh, running time and uh, the general synopsis, like, it's really hard to put this movie into words, uh, like, a one sentence. What I found was IMDb's uh, one sentence was, All right. A martial arts rock band goes up against a band of motorcycle ninjas who have tightened their grip on Florida's narcotics trade. That sentence makes sense, and it seems it seems it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's like I gotta see that movie. It seems sensible when you watch the movie. You're like, yeah, I guess so, but uh, I need m- many more paragraphs to describe the plot. I've talked to, to several people now. I would say, well, uh, almost a dozen people about this movie who have seen this movie. They do mention motorcycle ninjas, a rock band, and martial arts and cocaine. But they don't talk about that, and we'll get into this as we get our conversation today, as being the meaning and feeling of this movie. Those are almost like backdrops, landscapes to the movie, and the movie's about something else, which we'll get into, but I'm just saying. But yeah, that that really doesn't get to what people who love this movie feel about this movie. Those are just the, hey, why why wouldn't you like it? It's martial arts and motorcycle ninjas. But there's other stuff going on. So much stuff. Uh, as far as ratings are concerned, IMDb has it at 5.8 out of 10. And when it first came out, its ratings were nothing because nobody zero, talked about the anything. Distributors yeah. said throw that crap yeah. in the garbage can. Metacritic has it at 56 with uh, one negative and four positive reviews or something like that. Mm. Um, by the way, the wall was at 47. Yeah, so right. it's higher than the wall on sure. Metacritic. Sure, sure. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 90, 98% fresh, uh, with 96% of the audience liking it, but they don't have enough 
uh, things to make an average. Got it. Um, but they, but there is a three point five stars. Okay. That, that they give it. Um, Google says ninety two percent of the people like this movie. Um, so uh, can I go through some yeah, reviews? Go for it. So yeah. I, I gleaned some reviews here of different things that people have said about the movie. Um, <clears throat> William Gross of MSN Movie said Miami Connection may not be a good film in any conventional sense, but it's a, but it's great in countless ways. Fair enough. Uh, Jordan Hoffman from Film.com says an A because it's a true F. I, that is uh, very meta right there. Like yeah. He's, he's talking well, on a different level. This is And this is part of the conversation we yeah. have to have today is that this is not a good movie. It's not a good movie. But it might be... The best movie, but it might be a great. You know, movie. you know, like you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. not, it's not good. No, but it might be great because it's not good. Yeah. Um, Roger Hurlbert from South Florida Sun Sentinel said, "This is a new low in movies. Miss it at all costs." See, so not everybody is like, "No, it's terrible. You should watch it." Roger Some doesn't are like, like it. Don't waste your time. Austin uh, Marjorie Baumgarten. From Austin Chronicles says, Miami Connections is a sort of film that rarely sees the light of day anymore. A really bad, totally inept mess that reeks of more ambition than talent. And they give it a zero uh, for the score. But on the other side, you've got people like uh, Slant Magazine's Rob Humanick who says, Love it or hate it, it's doubtful you'll ever forget it. And it may just force you to redefine your definition of what constitutes good cinema. Which brings us to where we are. The movie's been nominated for Pantheon at Adventures in Videoland because, you know, maybe there's a need here for a redefinition either within a niche or within a genre. I would say niche more than genre, but but in this case, but that's just me. But the, the point is, that's kind of where we are. Yeah, and that was part of Brad's write-up itself, is that mm. when he was saying, like, I'm going to give you, it's the first time a bad movie has been nominated, and I hope... Videoland can be its ambassador, the plot. And he talks about the plot. He says it's freaking glorious. Uh, and it it is... Uh, here's my pitch. I think Miami Connection is the best, worst movie ever made. It's so bad, it's perfect. I think it's essential viewing. And then um, down in here... Let's see if I can find the note that... Um, essentially says this, is that... Um, I want you to rethink of what Pantheon means. Um, right. So I mean, we started off with these like a handful of categories of videography, cinematography, directing, acting, casting, storyline, special effects. Yeah. 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 Here's the here, here's the line. Uh, so there you have it. Grab a big bowl of your favorite cereal and enjoy the movie. I hope this nomination forces people to redefine their definition of yeah. Pantheon. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, and we can talk about that tonight. In fact, we should definitely talk about that tonight, because otherwise, how can we talk about Dragon Sound uh, and being nominated for Pantheon? I, I, I noticed something here on the table, Doug. There's some red uh, yeah. envelopes. Yeah, and there's a there's a note there's a with, note. like, a child's handwriting on there, well, maybe. Now, you know maybe me. it's Brad. I see directions, and I yeah. must yeah, yeah. follow them it's, explicitly. It's, it says, open during podcast it, 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 on a dirty napkin. It is. Yeah. And, it, you know, that seems to be written in black crayon. I, I didn't know that. No, no, it's it's marker. Oh, it's marker. Oh, it's a subway napkin. Yeah, it's a subway right, well, napkin. Well, that's classy. It's a little, little so stain first, on there. there's a little uh, yeah. envelope. Uh, it's like a. It looks like a Valentine's Day card that says Dragon Sound on yeah. it. So it might not be for us, but I'm going to open it anyway because it's here. And I open it up, and it says, 
rock and roll. And with Birthday Boy scratched out. Well, I yeah. mean, appropriately so, because yeah, it's yeah. not my... Is it your birthday? It is not. Your birthday was a while ago. Yeah, January 3, if anybody's looking. Mine is uh, right around Thanksgiving. When I open this up... Uh, it says, uh, love you from... Br- oh, this is swag. Oh, that is the same handwriting. Brad. That is the child's yeah, handwriting. It, it's is. Bra- it is Brad. It is Brad. He's <clears> drawn <throat> an image. I think it looks like an arrow pointing to the right. It's weird. The arrow has... Yeah. Uh, yeah there, there, there's Again, we said we were going to keep keep this PG-13, but there are a lot of drawings on oh, here. Oh, gosh. There's that, words there that we're not going to say. That, yeah. But not that we can't say them. Uh, but it says that the actual card says, have a totally thrilling... What's the rest of that? Have a totally thrilling, wildly rocking, kicking it kind of podcast. Yay! We got friends a card. for eternity. For friends song. for eternity. Friends forever will be together. Will be together. Those of you that have uh, not watched the movie or don't remember or uh, yeah. have the sound turned off, that's a song from Miami Connection, French Forever. There's also this envelope. It has the yeah. zipper opener there. This is a like a overnight letter envelope here. Yeah. And inside like it's Western. from Redbubble. It says thanks for helping us bring more creativity into the world. Oh, they are Dragon Sound stickers. Oh, very nice. Look at that. Yeah. Little now, Korean writing there at the bottom. That says Taekwondo. It says Taekwondo. It does. I'm assuming it does. That's what and it says. And then we've got a second one. In Hangul. Oh. Another envelope. Yeah, Let's see what that one says. That I love these right stickers. Here. They're pretty cool. Oh, and this is. Oh, look card. at that. Look at what that. What you got, bro? We've got like a 1980s. He gave us style. iPads. No. no, no. These are it's like a Trapper Keeper esque. Ooh, notebook. it's like a notebook. Now, I'm, I'm, I, I just want to highlight because uh, one, of, the thing that I study uh, is communication, inter- communication and interpersonal relations. That uh, using my advanced knowledge and skill right here, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you. That this is clearly a bribe. Wait, <laughs> yeah, no. Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, Br- like, Brad uh, bought us a. He got us yeah. Miami Connection. These little, tra- these little spiral notebooks, by the way, they have the Miami Connection poster. They do. It matches the one that's on the wall here uh, yeah. in the lair, and it is, by the way, fantastic poster. Yeah, if you're yeah. especially if you love the movie. But anyway. It, this is a again uh, keep no, your thoughts diary. Clearly a bribe. I don't. I yeah. I don't want to argue with you. No, no, I'm no. thinking maybe he's just nice. Yeah. I have, no, I doubt that. Uh, he he was <laughs> he was saying uh, that he hopes that it becomes a thing where uh, people, people send, send us swag. Us swag. So if you it's wanna, not going to sway my vote. Yeah. Winky wink. But uh, I do like it very much. Thanks for putting verbally saying your emoticon right there. <laughs> well, I can't. Not really. even emoji. You didn't verbalize an emoji. No. You verbalized an emoticon because you're old. <laughs> because that's how old I am. Yeah. I still say pound yeah. sign and not the other. What is it? Uh, hashtag. Hashtag. Yeah, I don't know why people call it that. All right. Moving on. Thank you, Brad. I really do like. I really do like the the little things. Yeah, and I can take it or leave it. I. Pre- and you know what? <laughs> this defines our relationship where I'm all in and Doug, one of the worst people you yeah, will ever met in your I life. Really I just really am. I really am. I'm just a person. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the movie. All right, moving on to the movie. So, uh let's let's uh let's kind of give our take. Uniqueness. Miami Connection, uniqueness. How is evaluating good bad movies different for Pantheon status than, you know, like uh Oh, you know, Forrest Gump, or or you know, one that's already in Pantheon. Yeah. Well, this this is really the challenging part of this discussion. I think so. 
Uh, and this is this is really when it comes down to trying to figure out um, how this applies, uh, how how the concept of pantheon applies. That for a good movie, you're going to look down the you're going to look down the list and say true excellence when it comes to uh, you you say whatever number of categories that you sure. want four sure, out whatever, of five, whatever. but editing, directing, and like sure, but. Every like, everything is bad here. Like everything misses the mark. But again, those categories are not adventures in video land categories for what makes Pantheon. We were no. talking about our own perspective. Yeah. yeah. And so if we change our own perspective and look at this one and we say, All right, if we're gonna evaluate a movie like Miami Connection, what would we base it on? Yeah. Like, how do you say? One of the things that that that, that keeps clicking in my head is the term essential viewing. Yeah, and I was just going to say the same thing. Right? Um, yeah. So is Miami Connection, and just because it's a yes or a no doesn't mean it is or isn't Pantheon, but just in that element, is it is it essential viewing? Is this something that, like, if you've seen movies and love movies, you should see this movie? What do you think? Yeah, and and I would say, like, like and also adding to that, is it is it just a good time? Is it fun? Is it fun? Did you enjoy yourself? And I've watched this movie in the last couple of months. I've watched this movie up like five times. I would uh-huh. imagine, um, and uh, and I, and I've enjoyed it every single time. Okay. Yeah, I have watched this movie because we talked about it for best worst, uh, as well as uh, for Pantheon. I have watched this movie. Um, I would say at least eight times. Yeah, and and in those eight times, there were a few where I watched it for a while, but then I had to stop because I had something else I had to do, and then I'd go back and continue. That's where I like, for example, uh, like when I watched it on Amazon, because you come back and it's right there. Something else I like, by the way, this is a little plug for Amazon Prime. When you pause a movie, it brings up uh, pictures and names of who's in the current scene that you're on of the actors. So okay. you're like, who's yeah, that yeah. actor? Pause. Sorry, sideways, sideways little plug for Amazon. Anyway, but, you know, you pause the movie, you can do something else, you can come back. Um, but I would say at least that many times I've watched it, and and I've enjoyed myself almost every time. The one time I didn't enjoy myself was when I was really uh, just trying to dig into, you know, how I felt about the movie. Yeah. You have to kind of suspend that a little bit for a movie like this, because you have to let the movie kind of pull you in. And I'm someone who allows the movie to suck me all the way into the story, and I'm one of the characters, or I'm in the scene or whatever. Yeah. So I enjoyed it much more all those times where I just kind of let it flow. So so um, we had had a conversation like this before about what is a good, bad movie or a yeah. best, worst movie. Yeah. Um, the Do you recall like any parts of that conversation that we had yeah. a couple months back? Yeah, like yeah. What, what would you, how would you classify a best worst movie? Um, one of them is that the movie needed to be made intentionally. They were trying to make a good movie. Authentic. They were authentically making this movie. The movie's authentic. The intentions of the writer, the director, even the actors, for the most part, let's say, as far as you could tell watching the movie, they're authentic. The second part is they they used what they had. Yep. Right? So, I mean, if their budget was, uh, you know, a, a joke budget is like, you had $100. What can you, what do you have to use? What resources do you have with, with a smaller budget? But also, they did it to their ability. I think that's a key thing, right? Because if they're capable of making great movies and they make 
a piece of crap, you know. Yeah, and I think like part of part of uh, this discussion is that not only were they trying to make a good movie, but that there is a level of delusion that is attached to to the to the whole experience because I agree. because they were trying to make a good movie, they were unaware. Of, that they were making a bad movie. That it ended up being a bad movie. Yeah. And not just bad because it was edited poorly or because it was, uh, big, you know what I'm saying? No, like just, the, they were the actors inept, changed inept. in the middle they or were something. Inept at, they at were inept at doing it. Yeah. But inept at doing it, um, not so completely that it's unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Not so completely that it, it, it's just it, it it's just trash. Let me ask you this: when you're watching a movie like Miami Connection or another one, and we talked about several movies as we said in the best worst movie categories, but are there like storyline breaks that all of a sudden don't make sense and like suck you out of the story? And and I'm not saying little things because you can dig into any movie and come up with that kind of stuff. But I'm saying when I watch Miami Connection, I don't I'm not like partway through it and going, wait, stop, rewind. How did we get here? The story flows through the movie. The storyteller might not be very good at telling a story. And if it does make a break or it does take a turn that it adds to the accidental comedic value of the movie where you're like, wait, what? Wait, wait, <laughs> it's wait it's not like I no longer what's go- know what's going on, right. but it's kind of yes. like Yes. The, uh, oh, we're going to pause to go to the beach. Right. All of a sudden, right in, right before a major fight, we're watching bikers whipping out their, whipping off their tops and drinking beer yeah. randomly. Or right after a major fight, that the, it's just a casual sitting around the house. Or, yeah. or, uh, I think I'll take a shower. Or like, if, if, if let's say, uh, somebody's, brother got murdered right. in a fight yeah then the uh, you you do a hard cut to the next scene where it's all nice and sunny and they're sorry like, we killed your brother and you're like it's okay i've moved past it <laughs> now that actually does happen in the movie but one could all well one could almost say that that happened because the person whose brother got killed was kind of saw that coming yeah yeah he was a bad dude okay so all right so in evaluating good bad movies for Pantheon, if we were to make adjustments, those are the kind of adjustments we would make, right? We would say, you know, was it made in, with good intentions but just turned out poorly? Was it was it written with good intentions? Did they use what they had, the resources, the people, the facilities they had? Were they doing the best with what they had? And did they actually think they were making something that should be a good movie? And then on the other side, as an audience member... Mm-hmm. Are you just enjoying the heck out of your experience? Someone not too long ago said, do you have to get drunk or or some other way inebriated or mentally affected in order to enjoy this movie? And the answer for Miami Connection, many people would say no. You yeah. don't. You can just enjoy it for what it is, you know. Um, but I, I think I would tend to agree with them. I mean, yeah. I, I, I didn't, you know, uh, I didn't affect my intellectual capabilities in order to watch Miami Connection a bunch of times. I, I just watched it. Yeah. And I'm willing to watch it again. All right. So, uh, now can, can I pause? Yeah, go for here. it. And th- this will go. You were going to say big thoughts, I right? Was. Okay. Um, so if we go back to if we go back to to um, thinking about the movie and what genre you would put it in, like because one of one of the things about Pantheon is that that it's unique to its it's a it, it is an an exemplar of its genre. Yes. 
what is the genre? What is of, this genre? Yeah, what what is the genre of this movie? So now I've heard people say, yeah. and even like in conversations with Brad about like that this is a good bad movie, but but is it? So let's. I don't I, because the I person who was agreed, making yeah the, we agreed when we talked about good bad movies that this is a good bad movie yeah and, and and that's what we agree on but you know would everybody agree on that I I think the general feel you read those reviews they were saying it they were saying the majority of them were saying it's a bad movie but you're gonna have a good time watching it which would make it a good bad movie mm-hmm. but I would even take a step back and say could you put it in other genres for example can you put Forrest Gump in Three different genres. Sure. Sure. It's a period piece. It's an anti-war film. It's a feel-good love story. You know, it's a, so it's a, a not romantic comedy necessarily, because I know it's funny, but it's also about romance. But, you know, that's kind of his overarching storyline there, about one of the overarching storylines. But can you say Miami Connection is a martial arts movie? You can. I've seen martial arts movies that have less martial arts than Miami Connection has. Yeah. So is it a martial arts movie? Yeah. <clears throat> is it an 80s rock 80s music like fun time movie like i'm not comparing it to footloose per se but like footloose or purple rain or something well yeah in a lot of ways it is because you can't take the music out of the movie the main characters are part of an 80s rock band yeah so it's that's what it is that too with a guy who looks like oats from hall and well yeah i think the one musician in the rock band uh, is he's, he's the guitar player? Is the guitar player who, yeah, is actually probably uh, an actual musician. I don't know if he is, but I suspect he is. He is. Yeah, but but uh, but but you know, can it be more than one category? So, what other categories do you think it might fall into? Well, I was thinking martial arts. I was thinking the the. Um, I, I wouldn't say crime drama. Martial arts is the the number one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say like eighties is a genre, but a generation, a generational rather yeah. than a genre. Yeah. Uh, um, that it might also be uh, um, a buddy tale. Sure. Well, I, I don't know how to put that into words. You know, yeah, no, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Being of brothers, you got all the guys that go together and, you know, they they're, they're back each other up and they'll fight with each other and they defend each other. And even when they argue amongst themselves, you know, they're still brothers, they still move on. That's there. It's like the gang. Even, even, even like American Pie had kind of like, even though that's a coming of age drama, it's also like the gang. It's the gang. And even though within the gang they made fun of each other or, or you could see kind of a strata amongst the members of the gang that was one of the the categories i suppose you could put that in but i guess the one the category that we are using though is good bad movie yeah. if if that exists yeah cuz i i wouldn't i think it does but uh, but i think it exists on accident that's movies fall in by accident and it has accident. to be it has it, it is not the intention of the filmmaker to make a, a, bad, a bad movie, movie. so it's not so it can't be the director's intention to put it in this this category. Some would say Kentucky Fried Movie was intentionally made to be a bad movie because people liked watching that kind of bad movie. Oh yeah, and yeah. so yeah. yeah. Or what is this? I'm not saying everybody. What's said the, it. the something forty three? I, I I didn't the, see it. A new one? There, there's a movie that I think that it has that title. It. That oh yes, yes, yes. A couple yes. years ago. Not not the new one out. But about it's intentional. It's it's an intentional like slapstick yes. gross out film. The teen, the another teen <laughs> comedy. Any, yeah, the, yeah. The haunted Sharknadoes. Shark, well, yeah. Uh, those, those are intentionally intentionally schlocky. And this is not. 
This is nope. honestly what it is. You know, they they intentionally made this movie for what it was. All right. How about some uh, some overarching uh, 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 observations and insights about the storyline? So we haven't really talked about the storyline very much. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the characters and maybe their art, their story arch, their uh, the, the the story arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The story arc. Um, yeah, I think that at this point in the conversation, we can just go ahead and enjoy the movie. Sure, let's just do that. Yeah, just enjoy the movie for what it is. Yep. Like this is the and and part of me enjoying the movie is trying to explain what this movie is about to somebody else. Yeah, who's never seen say, it? Maybe what's this movie? Well, it's about a a group of ninjas. They're like, okay, go on, wait. They're bikers, yeah. But they also spell sell cocaine. They steal yeah. and sell. They cocaine. They were in Miami. But then they decided that they they stole some cocaine from someone else. But in then, Miami. Then they, they wanted to go to Orlando, but then there's a band, and then there's another guy, but then the guy sees that his sister is in the band, and he doesn't like that, and he starts a fight. And, like, and then there's Jim... Who's looking for his dad? Jim looking for his dad, and they're, then we find out at thirty minutes in that they're all orphans. The whole band, all, all the band everyone members. in the band is or, orphans. orphans. And, and and Mark, the main character, who's YK Kim, who can't, who for the life of him in nineteen eighty seven does not have English language skills. No, that but he, that's because his natural language is Korean. Yeah, but now, like you watch videos, he's good now. But like back right. in the day. Oh, he just couldn't get words out. No, he did struggle. And, and then they, 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 he was bad enough that they had to dub his voice back over the film, and the dubbing of him over the film was it's still, still bad. bad. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. is true. And, and they, but he didn't want to use somebody else's voice. He wanted to use his own yeah. voice. He just wanted to say the lines. It better. takes about an hour for me to explain what the movie's about. <laughs> a, a la Arnold Schwarzenegger in any of the early movies he did, where they relooped his yeah. voice over his bad voice, and it was still a bad voice. Yeah, and there's so many great pieces to the film. Uh, that like for Name me, some of your favorites. What okay. are some of your favorite parts? Like, of the film? I don't, I don't know if I want to jump straight into it, but the the there was an old rock band that was then surpassed by Dragon Sound. All right, step back, hold yeah. on. Beginning of the movie, Dragon Sound is performing at a nightclub. It is their gig. That's where they play. The owner says, Welcome to our new house band, who's a new sound. Dragon Sound. And the yeah. band starts playing. Their songs, by the way, are narration for what is happening at yeah. the moment many yeah. times. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That but that's okay. It tells you exactly what's happening. The the opening song over the opening credit mm -hmm. is just Bikers by Day, Ninjas by Night, Steal All Your Cocaine. I'm seeing yeah. the lyrics, and that is exactly what happened. Yeah. The, you know, exposition in this movie is done mostly musically. And then the next song is We're Friends. Friends. Friends, 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 we're forever. All friends. We're, yeah. Yeah. And then later, we're against the ninjas. Against the ninjas. Which they haven't met the ninjas yet, but they're singing. No, but they're against about them. the ninjas. This is that true. They're going, they are prophetic well, in their know, ability to understand that they will be as as a taekwondo rock band in Orlando in the late eighties would, would be, be. Yeah, they're going to be fighting. 
Something interesting about uh, YK ninjas. Kim in Orlando, the guy is actually runs a martial arts school. Most of the cast are his students from the school. He had 10,000 students to choose from. And he, yeah. he and he chose yeah. these people. And he uh, was essentially given the keys of the city by the uh, every, local politicians. Because everyone cause loved him. They liked him. Their kids were probably in his program. And he's a, YK Kim is a nice guy by all descriptions and definite I've never heard anybody say no 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 actually in reality he's a jerk no nope. in fact nice nice guy and uh, all these people were learning uh, his from his Taekwondo school and um, uh, he's he's out there making this movie I, I just I, for me I visualize him sitting around going you know you know what we could do we could make our own movie where Taekwondo and Taekwondo yeah Yes, we're Taekwondo, and uh, and the the study of it is the foundation for peace in the world. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll we'll circle back oh, to we'll that. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah, after all the murders. After all the murders. Yeah. So then this this goes back to one of my favorite things, and yeah. you were favorite providing context is is the old rock band leader who that's his name in the credits. He doesn't get a name. Old rock, Old band, rock leader. band leader, who then in every scene he's at, he's dialed up to not not to ten, not to eleven. His but scale to, goes to thirty-seven. Yeah, he's at thirty. He starts at thirty-seven and ends at thirty-seven. Um, yeah, and he has he's, nothing but negative things to say. He starts four separate fights throughout the film, and he, he gets his butt handed to him every single every time. single time. He's apparently not a good fighter. He is not. And uh, he's so mad at Dragon Sound that he's willing to get in cahoots with a drug band, yes. a drug a drug a, cartel, a, yes, uh, and give all his profits away, yes, uh, if they help defeat if they Dragon just Sound, get to, him back into performing, yeah. at the nightclub, and we don't, where the nightclub owner says all he plays is old people music, yeah, and we don't know what he plays. No, it could be wonderful old people music. It really could. We have no idea. It could be. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I just love it. His character is so ridiculous. It's so much fun. Um, your uh, a favorite thing that you've had from some of film. my favorite moments were uh, if you just were to to strip from the movie just Jim's yeah story and journey from band member and happy and he's with his group to. Uh, the sad trip that he's on trying to find his dad. Because, yeah. you know, when he was young, his dad wasn't around. His dad left him. When he was nine. When he was nine. And his mom his gave Korean. him a picture. His mom is Korean. He's black American. Yep. That's how he describes it in yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, and, 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 you know, he's on this journey. He's been trying to contact the U.S. military yep. to get information uh, about dad. And um, have a course light. Yep. Yeah, go for it. Pop. Uh, and, and and he's trying to find information. We're drinking Coors Light. We yes. are. Because Jeff, the leader of one of the bands, was drinking Coors Light in the film. So yes. Jeff. Out of solidarity. Out of solidarity. We're drinking Coors Who Light. Who has the hairiest beard I've ever seen in my life. He, I, you know, I've seen people with a, with a, a hairpiece, and I think he had a beard piece on. But On top of another beard. On top of an actual beard. Yeah. In any case, uh, Jim's story. He, and he goes through this whole thing, and then you know Jim being kind of the Star Trek reference, the red shirt in the band as far as fighting goes, not one of the top fighters, but no. everybody in the band's a black belt, so he's at least that. In any case, you know he gets injured very badly, 
Uh, right and, after they bought him a suit they, with all their money. Because he was going to meet his dad. He's going to meet his dad. Yeah. They had One guy had $200. The other guy had 50 The other had 60 They had $310. They bought him a suit. Bought him a suit. He ruins it immediately because by Cause getting... He got in a fight. He got ninja across the chest. He got ninja and then dumped into a nasty, stinky, runoff trough in a park somewhere. And then we find in the very end that the doctor's like, Oh, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. He didn't have any internal bleeding, any any injuries at all. Not really, no. Yeah, but he cried. He he screamed for like thirty seconds. Yeah. When 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 the other guy, uh, tall Michael Phelps, yes, uh, whatever his name is, yeah. uh, right, the boyfriend, the boyfriend that he could not slice. His, sorry, not Jim's boyfriend. No, there was a boy girl couple. Yeah, girl whose sister of. Bad guy brother. But He's anyway, the guy who's on. dating the girl. That yeah, bad, dating yeah. the girl. He gets sliced across the spine. He does, shakes, but he's okay. He shakes it off. He actually kills five ninjas after that. Yeah, like a man. Like a man. Unlike Jim, who folded uh, like a crumpled a napkin. Anyway, so then, then the fight becomes about you know getting revenge for Jim and then hauling Jim off to the hospital as fast as possible and getting him there. And then Jim's father... Shows up at the hospital and they're reunited. Who is uh, an actor who is younger than Jim? Younger than and with cornstarch in his hair. Looks younger than Jim. By the way, at one point he turns and if you watch carefully, you see the little poof of cornstarch puff above his head from <clears throat> air moving through the cornstarch. Anyway, uh, and then and then you know that's that is one of the resolutions of the movie is that Jim's reunited with his father. Yeah. I like if you just. If you just pull those bits, those threads out of the movie and just watch it, it wouldn't be ten minutes. Not even no. ten minutes long. Fun fact. But fun. Fun fact. Richard Wu Sang Park mm. uh, loved drama. Yes. And he kept on trying to add other pieces. Like, the reason that everyone is orphans is because he was like, this will make them more sympathetic. Yes. Or, like, the reason that the, the, the girlfriend's whole family is dead and is, is that we find out in a weird, weird scene in the beginning is because of this. Now the ending wasn't supposed to be that. There is no. a there's an original an ending, alternate ending, very dark. Jim dies where Jim gets sliced on the on the belly, and then he dies on the way to meet his father in the as, his, as the as the plane is going overhead, and then Tall Michael Phelps is like, "Oh, that's his dad's his plane. dad's on that plane." Wait, yeah, what? Yeah, no, and it's dark. Oh, uh, yeah. and they filmed it in. So <laughs> he had a friend because everybody likes YK Kim. Mm. He had a friend who was going to the Cannes Film Fe- Cannes Film Festival. Uh-huh. You know, like all these tremendous movies get get shown, and Miami Connection gets shown. <laughs> nobody liked the ending. I mean, nobody liked the movie. Well, that's but true. they especially. I mean. They uh they didn't think it was a good. If it movie. was gonna have redeeming quality, we should at least reunite Jim and his dad yeah, or something. So, so they went back, but the original director had left, so YK Kim had to film the end. But the actor who was playing the part of the, the lead ninja, the lead ninja who dresses in white, which is a horrible ninja costume. Who was Asian? Yeah, who was Asian was replaced by a Caucasian guy. The, the guy who played the brother with. With must, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and at one point, his mask gets knocked off, and you can totally see it's a white dude, and it's not just a white dude. It's the guy who's been dead for like fifteen minutes in the movie. Yeah, the brother. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. But hey, you know something? 
as I said, they're making the movie with what they had. Yeah, uh, there's a decapitation scene. I'm not going to get into it, but it's pretty fantastic. There's two. There's an arm capitation there's scene. An arm, what, what do you call that when you uh, get arm capitated? I have my arm uh, dismembered. Dismemberment. Scene. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a couple dismemberment. Yeah, you know, yeah. There, there's open wounds uh, that just stay bleeding. For there a are while. arrows that uh, shoot right through bodies and yeah. then stay there. Yeah. There was almost a Steve Martin arrow through the head moment. <coughs> Pardon me. That I thought was actually going to happen, uh, where uh, someone got hit with an arrow, and I thought he was going to turn to the side, and it was going to be like you know through his head, like you know Steve Martin. Yeah. But uh, yeah. There, there's the, the there's the Jay and Silent Bob uh, type uh, type guys yeah, in there the who kicks. are like, like you you meet some people and they're like, wow, you're really from Florida. These guys were the most Florida people that you could imagine. The term is Floridiot. Yeah. It's a, not a very polite it's not term. A, it's not. It's not a nice term, but if you were going to apply it to an actual human, I think the Jay and Silent Bob lookalike guys, who, by the way, were very early on in the movie introduced, and you saw them sporadically throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those guys were very typical Central Florida dudes. Yeah, uh, but they had some really... Fun lines of dialogue, and then yeah, like, there's hey, baby, the, where you go? There's these fights that are completely outnumbered, but the Dragon Sound wins all the time. And there's times when Dragon Sound does not fight. And let's say this: What is the connection to Miami? That it started in Miami. The first like minute is in uh, first couple minutes is in Miami. I think there was another piece, maybe unspoken, but like. If I have a connection for drugs that's in Miami, yeah, that's my Miami like connection. The French connection, yeah, was there was a connection to some guy who was a French guy connected to France, yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah, but but you know, like my drug connection is in Miami, so I have a Miami. Connection. Your hypothetical, yeah. This is all. This was not. Yeah, no, in the I'm movie saying Mr. Miggity Max drug connection is in Miami. Is in Miami. <laughs> my hypothetical yeah. drug connection, not my actual. drug And connection. by the way. Mine is at Walgreens. Yeah. Because I'm old and I get my drugs from a pharmacist. Just like last time where I had baked some LSD for us that I have brought uh, five kilos of cocaine for us to try. Just just all over the table right now. I'm a little worried. The mound is taller than the microphone. Hopefully they're picking us up. Yeah. No, I'm going to full on uh, like Scarface. This, uh, this, the, all of this cocaine that's in front of us right now. All right. Uh, it's, it's not really cocaine here. No, there is. Uh, the Doug and I are really old and we don't do drugs. Yeah, my okay. heart would explode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've talked about uh, overarching observations. We've talked about some of our favorite moments. Uh, how about, just to wrap this up, give me one or two of your least favorite moments from the movie least favorite moments do you have one offhand because i i do i let me uh, think while you're chatting yeah I, I you would think that the biker party scene might be a really fun moment for a, a guy like me who uh believes that uh, much like some comedians that there's no such thing as a bad breast yeah. um but in, and it has nothing to do with breasts i just thought that that particular scene was unnecessary, and it didn't do anything to drive the scene for, to drive the movie forward. No, not really. It was an interesting, you like you were saying, use what you got, mm. and that like the the directors reached out to an actual biker gang, yeah, with guys names like Crazy Legs and Crazy Dave, yeah. Who, if you go to IMD's IMDb's site, 
it lists all of the bikers that all are in, involved who are actual bikers, and he paid them in beer. He paid them in beer. Just to be on film. Yeah. And, and of course, they acted uh, badly, like, like as they do. They did. And we are led to believe, just by implication, that all of those people are ninjas. Yeah, they're a part of the biker ninja crowd. Yeah, which they're not. No, they're just bikers. You can tell by the fact that they're not. Well, we, they're way out of shape and yeah. they never fought. So, yeah. well, you yeah. know, that's a part of it. How about you? Um, you know, I, I, I'd agree with you, too. Like, that, that the, the scene just kind of is there it's yeah. it's i guess maybe it's part of the charm of the movie that it's an odd it's an oddity okay. that it's present um but yeah uh that would be one of them that um yeah i'll leave it at that i i think the the and you mentioned this earlier the scene where uh the he wasn't the leader of the biker gang but he was the leader of the martial arts gang that was joined with the biker gang against dragon sound the brother, uh, his death, and then was fine. I mean, it was a fight scene, and he dies. But but uh, the reaction of his sister, yep, to just be like, you know, oh yeah, sorry, I killed your brother. It's like, yeah, no, I'm I'm good. And we have no sense of time frame of how much time has passed. It could have been the next day. Could have been. And could have been the was, same day. She was really kind of okay. Yeah, really casual about her brother had just been murdered. And here's the thing. She went to see her brother. There's this big scene. She goes into his office. They have a whole conversation. She obviously doesn't actually hate the dude. So I remember. uh, Probably my least favorite part. uh, And and Mm -hmm. the biker scene, I can take your leave, is the extended training montage that's in the middle. That is the biggest uh, lull for me in the middle of the film. I know YK Kim is doing a is doing a whole like kata, yeah, and then partners with the other two guys and do some some fake some training sparring. And, kind and of now stuff. that I've seen it enough times yeah. and chatted with people enough times, I realize that the finishing move that he has is the finishing move of the final scene. So in, it's in fact it is a foreshadowing whole, a whole ton of the moves. Yeah. from his kata, his form yeah. that he does, and when he partners with him. Are moves he does during the ninja fight where yeah. Jim gets injured. But it was, for me, it was the, this was eight minutes long? At least. Ten minutes At long? At least. I think it might have been like it, 12. It, 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 it could have been much shorter. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that for me is the part of the movie that I'll fast forward through. Sure. Because I'm like, there's nothing oh, there. there's no words, there's nothing. I'm just watching a guy exercising. Out in the lawn of University of Central Florida. So you can actually go find uh, Taekwondo uh, videos where they're demonstrating the different kata that you learn as you train. Yeah. And you can find a couple that are... They basically could have just taken that clip and posted it on YouTube and said, this is the such and such form. Yeah. You know, uh, this is, you know, she got number seven or whatever. And, and and you wouldn't even know the difference uh, because it's just it's just a guy do, demonstrating a form. So fun fact about right after that scene is the scene where we have the the one guy who says um, I don't want to be in the club anymore because of Jeff and, and his stupid cocaine. Right. Um, that Jeff being the brother. Jeff being the hairy brother. Yeah. GI Jeff. GI Jeff. Um, and so band member and I, I can't remember his name, but the he he. Actually rewrote the script. Huh. Yeah, because the, they were filming stuff, and YK Kim wasn't not pleased with what they were doing. So he had 
uh, it's Joe Diamond Jack is the okay. Name. So he he helped rewrite the, that guy actually helped rewrite the screenplay. The one that said Jeff and his stupid cocaine. Yeah, he, that guy. He wrote the he wrote the screenplay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So in his his big plan of let's let's do an international tour of to go to our parent our, our countries of origin. Yeah. And do taekwondo and spread the love of taekwondo uh, around that that guy that guy wrote the screenplay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Uh, let's talk about voting. Sure. Let's talk about voting. Hang on. Let me let me get uh, let me get a beer. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's see here. All right, so let's talk about votes. So, uh, amongst the council, um, just overall, where do you think this is going to fall? Just not even a yes, not even overall yes, overall no. Is this a marginal maybe yes, maybe no? Is it a probably soundly no, soundly yes? Where do you feel? This is, it it is in the, uh, there are a handful of votes that will go probably yes. On the council. On the council, uh, and with the Facebook poll, probably just because the Facebook poll tends to be positive. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is a little odd because n- not a lot of people have seen this one, so right. there's not the immediate like, "Oh, I saw that 20 years ago." Boogie Nights, I'm going to say yes, right, or whatever. But this one, well, we have to go out and watch this one because we asked uh, the Facebook group, amongst others. To, to see this movie before we talked about it in the best worst verses, yeah. there might be a little larger number who've either watched it or have heard the conversation who may be swayed one way or the other. However, um, I think most people who've watched the movie will fall into one of two categories. Clearly, yes, no. Yeah. So, so Brad's obvious, uh, an obvious yes. Well, he says he nominated. And uh, in through conversations that we've heard that uh, I know Ryan loves this movie uh, just because he was present when we were doing we were the, about, about the three-way conversation. Um, that uh, that um, Kyle was not a fan of this movie from the conversation that we had, that he, well, he really liked the room. Well, I, t- I tell you something. We were putting it up against a movie that he held in very high regard yeah. in the room. Uh, and so, you know, in in that case, he definitely wouldn't have voted for it. But but if it's standing on its own, do you think Kyle would say yes? That's a, that's a question. I, I, don't, I, I don't see it. Okay. Uh, but that's that's just me. I'm thinking if this gets in, it gets in by se- It gets in with seven. Right. The on a weird day eight, but um, it, it it's going to fluctuate right around the middle. And, and you know my record on these guesses has been, uh, I mean not completely off. I thought maybe you know Pink Floyd the Wall would get one and it got three. So it wasn't like I thought it'd get one and it got nine. Yeah. Uh, but but you know my feel on this is that there's enough on the council who. That I know for a fact like this movie. Yeah, there's a picture of it right here. It's right there. I'm looking at it as yeah. I talk to you. If I look just just two degrees to yeah, the right, yeah, yeah. I see it. But there's enough there that that it it may actually get a, a minimum of four or five. Yep. But four or five doesn't do it, and you you need two to three more votes, which means you got to get someone to swing, who's who's n- not a, a just overall lover of it. They've got to they have to be able to go through their evaluation criteria and go, well, yeah, I got to vote yes. And, and uh, full disclosure that I am the guest voter yes, for this this time around. So you're not going to do the Facebook poll. I'm not doing the Facebook poll. Cuz that will be poll. a double dipping. I'm also 
Uh, I'm going to withhold saying anything uh, one way or the other mm-hmm. personally here, mm-hmm. but I'll I'll put it put everything in my review. Got it. Um, partially because I'm still I still have to process some things. Okay. About it, um, because for me, it is this. It's a this is an odd. This is an odd duck. It's an odd duck. You yeah. know, it's not a Casablanca, right? Type film. That Listen, you, you I... have to you have to redefine or rethink what Pantheon is about um, to get there. Uh, so, if I circle back here, um, here's some things that I got from the site about Pantheon uh, from the Audio Adventures in Video Land site. From the site, site rules from, about Pantheon. Yeah. So so. Um, the Pantheon is a place for five-star films or a unique or unique films that our council chooses to celebrate, and that's really the. Uh, and it says if a film is celebrated because of its uniqueness, the film must not fall below a 4.0 on the rating scale, and then also that it's been released for a year. This one falls well within that, and that council members have to talk about script sets, music, cast, cinematography, director, effects, what else. Um, but really, the the chief line is in that first number one on the Pantheon rules mm-hmm. is that this this is a place for five star films or unique or, films that the council chooses to to nominate. And that or really opens the door. And here's the scale that's from the Pantheon site: is that uh, one is ugly, not recommended at all. Two is bad, recommended in exceptional circumstances because sometimes bad movies are fun. That is in parentheses on number two. Right. Then three is good, recommended. Four, great, watch this movie as soon as possible. Five, Pantheon, strongly recommended and belongs with the greatest films of all time. Here is the quandary. Because it's a two on the scale. Is this a two or is this a five? Because on this scale, one could make the argument for a five that I think that this is just a, that this this movie is transcendent and it transcends ratings. Mm Mm-hmm. And because of its uniqueness as a bad, good movie, that it that ratings no longer apply in the same way that you would apply them to other films. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like so we're we're in the in the upside down. We're well, in this. We talked about being in yeah. the upside down when we talked about Dear Zachary because it's not going to fall in any of those categories. Yeah. So how the heck are you going to? So the question is: Is it a two or is it a five? And I and I had, I had said this to to Brad in a message where we were going back, uh, back and forth, and. Um, is that and and it wasn't it was not not as a joke but it was just as a real consideration is that some people will look at this list and say oh sure this is a five 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 stars I get it and some people will look at the list and say this is you know what this is this is a two because as it's described on this list it's recommended in exceptional circumstances because sometimes bad movies are fun. So you right. you know like and and the counter to that is that well that's not I'm not talking about those bad movies I'm talking about Anaconda or I'm talking about 2012 right, right, uh, right. or I'm talking about um, Howard the Duck or you know so, something like that which is yeah. which was this blockbuster film well, or whatever a lot of people love Buckaroo Banzai right Avengers in the yeah. fifth dimension or, or the Ice Pirates or Ice Pirates Sp- yeah right. With the space herpes, um, but a lot of people like those movies, but they would make those. I think for the they would you know those would fall in as twos. They're not well acted. They're not well written. The special effects are not great, etc. But they were made to be those movies. Yeah, they were intentionally those movies. This is not intentionally that kind of a movie. 
However, my my gut reaction is it's a two, but I wouldn't. I also then wouldn't gut then say well it can't be nominated or it can't be Pantheon. So I'm torn because I you know it, it feels like well do we need to redefine? And I think something that Brad even said you were reading it do maybe we should redefine some of these elements. Yeah, if we're willing to redefine. As I was chatting with this uh, about, I was chatting with my wife about this, and I said that one of the downsides to how video that that this pantheon is set up is that there it does not have a set of objective and subjective criteria. Right. That are this is on purpose, by the way. Yeah, I know. Like it is, it is intentionally chaotic. However, that intentional chaos makes for madness in some cases where um that like if if i said to you like we need a set of objective and subjective criteria on objective criteria that it has to it has to have won some awards or it has to have it has to get x number of stars out of these these sites or it has to have made butts and seat index Mm -hmm. that it has to have done this Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever right or on the subjective level that that there has to be um, some sort of critical uh, a, a community of agreement amongst the critics right. that it is in positive regard. Right. Like so, in this case, there is a community of agreement about the bad this being a but, bad good movie. But we're not necessarily saying you and I are not sitting here saying we no. think those things should be the case. No, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that 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 we're video land needs to change or anything like that. Would say this that yeah. these are the cases, and so you know, just to kind of look at it from those perspectives. From my perspective, my gut feel is it's a two, but my gut my gut feel also is that the it's a two because the scale wasn't written with movies like this in mind. The scale was written with more mainstream movies in mind, and and when you start broadening the types of movies that could be nominated, this the scales. The scales is is slanted yeah. the wrong direction. So I had I had mentioned this to you I don't know, like a week ago or something like that. <coughs> that um, so both Mr. Miggity Mac and myself are professors that we, we we teach classes, and that occasionally somebody will turn in an assignment that really what they've done is is kind of remarkable in many respects. That it is that the thing that they turned in is really novel. It's really interesting, whatever. But that thing does not meet the specifications of the assignment itself. Like, right. like if I was teaching a speech class and I said I want you to do a seven-minute persuasive speech, and you did a seven-minute poetry jam instead, that you that you kind of made a case that it's influential. You know, like it's supposed to be influential, mm-hmm. but you didn't follow any of the metrics that I've set out for what I'm looking for in a speech. Right? How do I grade that? I, you know, I, and, and that's a, that's the quandary. I have a personal example as well. You know, as a graduate student, I was asked to write uh, a research paper mm-hmm. um, and and uh, an opinion, my opinion, but also backed by research. And uh, I, I spent weeks struggling with writing this paper and literally the night before it was due i i in my 3 a.m stupor of my numbness throughout everything i'd started with and started writing a story that answered the questions i was supposed to answer and that hit all the points i was supposed to hit 
and it had a little humor in it and it had a little this in it and I and I based it on you know some existing uh, uh, humor that's out there um, as far as the the, the, the the plot points maybe and the the kind of beats that yeah. were in it and turned it in and I, I I regretted turning it in the minute I submitted it because I thought oh I'm gonna get torn to pieces I'm in grad school I'm, yeah. I'm, an, I'm an older non-traditional grad student I should know better and yet the professor that read it, Loved it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, and and I did something very similar in one of my classes when I started out. Is that we were supposed? I was supposed to write about five different persuasive scholars who talk about persuasion, mm-hmm. and I would and the expectation that, that I was going to write an academic article about right. these five different perspectives, right? Like almost an encyclopedia. But being somebody who was not from academia, but I had kind of come from a creative part of the world and, mm-hmm. and and was used to writing scripts and play scripts and that sort of stuff that instead of writing uh like the uh five perspectives on persuasion i wrote a paper entitled dougie potter and the five persuasion scholars and i wrote it as a narrative about the, the about the character dougie potter going and meeting these different scholars and, and learning about and their... learning about their perspectives and the 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 the, the instructor the professor Loved it. He said, "Can I keep this?" Right. Uh, yeah. So, so sometimes we can transcend. Uh, we can transcend the grading scale. Right. Yeah. Um, but really, but that question still still exists and applies here. Is how do you grade something that doesn't fit the grading the grading rubric? The grading rubric's been written and is laid out. And how do you? How do you grade something that doesn't, yeah. doesn't match? Or it seems to match right here. Here's the pigeonhole for it. Yeah. But is that right? Yeah, because in one perspective, and this is, and I won't circle back on this anymore, in one perspective, somebody could very letter of the law say, that's a two. Yeah. And somebody else could say, no, that's a five. And both would have their, their perspectives and their opinion, right. have legitimacy to their opinion. And as, a, as an instructor, I put on my teacher hat and I look at this and I go, well, it's a two. Right, and if I had to grade a hundred movies, and I watched a hundred movies, I would categorize this as a two. But mostly because I couldn't really spend enough time, like you and I have done here today, and actually look at the thing, yeah, and what it what it is. Okay, but, that, but that's a difference between Pantheon and AFI's one hundred movies that you've got to watch. You know, yes. like Pantheon is a different beast. Yeah, it is a collective. Let's say Pantheon. Let's say let's say AV has another category not pantheon and it's like a hundred movies that you need to watch before you die yeah this movie would be in there with no question and so would a lot of other movies that maybe aren't in pantheon yeah like pink floyd's the wall i would think it should be there like you got to see this yeah but that's not what we're talking about right it's not really what we're talking about okay let's uh let's bring some final thoughts what what uh what final comments do you have well you got to go back all right for yourself okay because I'm not going to vote here because I'm I'm the guest voter and you're going to read what I'm going to say. Oh gosh! But you I yourself have vote. to vote in the poll. I didn't vote in the poll. I need to vote. I will. So, I will vote uh, basically as I talk. Here. So while while you're doing that, I'll sing sing a few bars against the ninja. <laughs> we are fighting for our lives against the ninja. <laughs> How about escape from Miami? So, <laughs> so my vote in the poll. 
I am not going to vote yes. I'm going to vote no, but I'm going to vote no with a heavy heart because I think it's right on the edge. And I think that, I think that, and, and, and I believe that Seth Fisher in our, uh, in our discussion on best worst movies said it best. If somebody with the skill to edit a movie was to take what they have in the actual movie and some of the stuff that was on the cutting room floor and would re-edit this movie together, I believe this could be a Pantheon movie. I do. I think it could be a great movie. But that's not what happened. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that's the thing for me that's like, that kind of knocks it back. However, I really like this movie. Yeah. I really enjoy watching this movie every single time. But I'm not, but I, but I would vote no. And, and I vote no in the poll. But, but, that's just me. And there, but there would be legit, legitimacy for somebody else to, to say this movie because of its uniqueness. Yes. Yeah. And if anybody yeah. says to me, I would vote yes because, I would have a really hard time arguing with them because yeah. there's, there's at least some subjective in there. And, and, and I can see that. I totally get it. And I do love this movie. There's going to be movies that someday I would want nominated that, a number of people are going to be like, oh, yeah. close but no cigar. And I can't really argue with them about it. All right. So you were saying uh, any final thoughts? All right. So your there? final thoughts. Final thoughts is the absolutely watch this movie. Like, it's so fun. It's a like, lot of fun. It is so fun. And you're going to be singing uh, Friends Forever uh, for forever. I it's have in your two head. songs from this movie on my playlist, I, I don't download music to my phone very much. I just, you know, stream. But I have two songs from this movie uh, as songs on my phone that I can play when I want to or that pop up randomly when I play music. I, I like to have a good time with this movie. Um, and I think that uh, anybody who watches it um, should have a good time. That's right. Should have a good time. All right. So, as always, everyone, I hope you all enjoyed tonight's conversation. Uh... Diamond Doug, where can Videoland find you? Uh, you can find me mostly on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess if you wanted to reach out to me at Purdue, that would be fine because sure. I teach there. But uh, regarding Adventures in Videoland, you're going to find me on Facebook. Me too. You're going to find me on Facebook. You can find Adventures in Videoland, obviously Facebook, but Instagram uh, on our website, adventuresinvideoland.com. But the conversation, as always, begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, Video Landers. Yeah! That you're going to go with that. You're going to go with that? I like, like it. We have failed at ending this thing now four times in a row. You know, until next time, Video Landers, I'll leave you with this. Dress warmly. Kiss your family. And we love you. And we love you. <laughs>